Hi, and welcome to Authentically ADHD with me, your host, Carmen. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm a teacher, a life coach, a late diagnosed ADHDer, and I created this podcast to help others improve their lives the way I have by learning about myself through my coaching program focus and learning about my unique brain and how it works and also by creating this space of community and connection. Are you ready for the episode? Let's get started. Hi friend, really quick, I would just love to ask you to scroll up on your podcast app and click the rating button and give me a rating. This way other people, they they can find this podcast in order to help them the way that it's helped you. If you don't know how to do that or you don't have the executive function to do that, just snap a screenshot and share it to your Instagram story and share it with a friend, share it with anyone who you think would benefit because this helps me to help you help as many people who struggle with ADHD as possible. Thank you so much in advance. You're awesome. Hi, and welcome back to the show. If you are new to the show, welcome to the tribe. How are you? I am so glad to be with you. As you can hear in my voice, I have had a long week, a long week of fun, though, I have to say, Um, between celebrating, you know, next week is the last week for school, and so we had our picnic yesterday, today is Saturday, so we had our picnic yesterday, and then we had a retirement party this past Thursday evening for my current principal, and a co-worker of mine who I look up to greatly. So we celebrated with them on Thursday night, and then we celebrated again on Friday. And I'm not going to lie, I have been dragging today, um, especially in the areas of which I'm writing about, which, you know, is so very ironic. It always seems to align somehow the information that I talk about with you, um, my listeners, and the things that I talk about with my clients, it always seems to line up with something that I am struggling with or like just got done struggling with or we work through it together. Anyway, either one that you're here for, I am so glad. So today we are talking about ADHD task switching and the myth of multitasking. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi friend, do you struggle with ADHD? Are you looking for a fabulous community to join to learn more about your ADHD? and give, be given strategies, courses, and a coach, you should join Focused. Head to my show notes 
and click that link and we both get a credit to our account. You get money off, I get money off, and Lord knows ADHDers need to save money. So head to that link if you want to join today. So the first thing that I want to start off with is the myth of multitasking. (laughs) Multitasking is essentially doing multiple tasks at one time. Now, because ADHD brains have such a hard time doing one task, when we try to multitask, we think we're maximizing our work potential, but we're not. We're actually lowering the amount of productivity on each task by multitasking, whether you are, and especially this goes especially if you're doing something that requires high focus. So you, you can't like write a paper and, you know, um, color a picture. You can't listen to two different podcasts at one time. Like our brains can't handle having a conversation and reading something on our phone. So when we think that we're multitasking when we do things like that, we're actually probably just being rude. (laughs) And I'm sorry to tell you this, but also when, you know, when you're doing writing a paper, like, okay. Let me give you an example. Have you ever been doing a task, for example, like you're writing up a paper or you're cleaning or something and you have a specific area that you're cleaning and then you realize you need something from a different area in your house. So you go to get the thing, whatever it is, but along the way you end up like filling the dishwasher, then like you throw a load of laundry in and now you either can't remember what you even needed or you lose the motivation to continue doing the priority task. Like, is this relatable or is it just me? Because I have both my hands up in the air. Like, it happened today. I tried to write this podcast probably 16 different times and it probably won't release until tomorrow because I don't know how long my voice is going to hold out, to be honest. Um, you, you know, we just sometimes can't, we can't do it. And I did a lot of research about why, um, we, (laughs) why this happens and, um, kind of the brains, there's a little brain science behind it, of course, as there always is. Our brains have a need to complete tasks. It's like called task completion. Of course, I don't have the article in front of me. I did take notes on it, and I remember it because I was very fascinated. I don't know if I've ever been this fascinated with something that was written very um, scientifically, but it really made sense that our brains are motivated by the things that we're doing at the moment and that they crave task completion. They crave for things to be complete. Um, And then also... When we don't complete the task and we have excess things, so, okay, let's go back to the example. Say you filled the dishwasher, you threw in the laundry, but you didn't put it in the dryer and you didn't start the dishwasher. Now you have something called built-up attention residue. So 
this is like you're trying to overuse your working memory because like did you remember that you did those things and like what are you even doing now you know like hi and just hi this is so relatable like hello please please tell me because like i feel like i'm reading every adhd or story when they're trying to do a priority task you know, as I go off on a tangent. So why is this something that we struggle with? Two main reasons. We try to multitask when the brain isn't built to do so. And task switching involves a ton of executive functions. So every time you switch tasks or every time you think you're multitasking, not only do we have these external triggers that get our attention, we have internal triggers that affect attention and distractibility. Sound familiar? Like the dings on your phone, like emails, texts, people coming in and wanting to talk. Because we live in such like a fast-paced world, always dinging with a notification that does not need a response, but it's literally something our brains have been conditioned to listen to. Like... We have been conditioned to listen to these triggers and respond to them like we have to. Like our life depends on it. And I'm sorry, but a text message that is asking me to do something that I can do in an hour is not something I need to respond to right now. And, you know, I had this whole entire argument with my brain like two hours ago. (laughs) So... This not only like lowers our overall productivity, but it can then cause overstimulation that just leads to burnout. And then like you can guess what is happening when we're burnt out. Nothing, really. Are you getting anything done? Like I know if I'm feeling burnt out, I am just done. Like you could just done, said it, goodbye. I am sleeping for a day because... Burnout is real and burnout is not healthy. Escaping the burnout cycle is the goal. I'm not going to say that I've mastered this yet because like authentically ADHD is my name. So I'm going to be authentic with you. I have not mastered the burnout cycle, but I'm getting better at it. I also want to really, I'm really excited to release uh, an episode on how I have finally been able to get my butt to bed on time and like manage to keep a sleep hygiene routine. But, you know, as I go off on tangents because I decided to record this a little late in the night, as I said before, we're conditioned to listen to all of these triggers, whether it's internal or external. This is why it's so difficult to stop like bad habits or to start new healthy ones because you're literally rewiring and retraining your brain and it takes a long time of repetition and then falling back into those old patterns is super common because of our lack of impulse control, the fact that we're always seeking instant gratification. We have a lack of planning, prioritizing, and cognitive flexibility. So when we fall back into those old patterns, because of those reasons, we shame and blame and berate ourselves, which leads to 
just overall negative consequences. I mean, if you've had a positive consequence after like shaming and berating yourself, like beating yourself up, please, please, please contact me. I would love to hear your story because I don't think I've ever met anybody ADHD or not who has gotten a positive result from shaming and blaming and berating themselves and beating themselves up. It's just not something that I've ever heard that works before. I mean, it can temporarily work, yes, like, <laughs> but eventually you're just really eroding your self-concept and you're going to feel like crap about yourself. So, you know, when switching tasks, there are different transitions that we need to think about. Like, first of all, is it a mental transition? Like, are you switching from writing to producing? Are you switching from researching to, you know, something else? Are you listening to a podcast and then you're going to switch to a different one? Do you need to switch mindsets kind of thing? Or is it like a physical transition? Are you going from work back home or from home to work or are you going on a break from work or a vacation or are you transitioning back home from these things? Um, and then like how many steps is the transition going to take? Like, is it super short? Like I just have to walk up the stairs or is it like I have to pack my bags? I have to go and you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I've never been on a plane. So I know that there's like a ton of steps with going on a plane. I mean, I've done several road trips and there's a ton of steps there. So task switching is not just task switching. It's transitions in life. And because it involves all of those lovely executive functions that we have, it is hard and it's okay that it's hard. Validate that it's hard. You have a neurological disorder. It's developmental. You've had it your whole life and it's not your fault. What you do with the information that you learn now, that is what you're about. And if you're listening and if you've been listening and you're still listening even to this episode, you're doing it right. I just want you to know that. You're doing it right. So um, the next question is, you know, how does the transition feel in your body? Do you find that you're needing to resist the urge to get distracted? Or in other words, are you trying to not feel your emotions through the task? Because here's the thing, being productive and following through and doing what we want to do and even completing these tasks does not mean we will feel good. Like, I may feel a sense of relief when I'm done, you know, recording the podcast. You know, we have these feelings during and after and a little bit. And this is partially because the ADHD brain's reward system is not as strong as our neurotypical peers. This means we don't get that big jolt of happy, happy, joy, joy, the dopamine that they do when doing even mundane daily tasks. Our reward system is so jacked up that even when we get bigger tasks done, we just get like a sigh of relief. Yay! I know, I'm going like super over sarcastic in this episode, but there's a point. 
It's um, because a lot of people, you know, when they see high functioning ADHDers, they just, they wonder, like, do you even have ADHD? Like I have been asked that question before because I teach and I coach and I, and I do a podcast. I am a high functioning ADHDer. I also self advocated for myself when I self diagnosed myself with ADHD before the doctors figured it out. So yeah, um, I do have ADHD and I know that I have it because I, I diagnosed it before the doctors did. I'm not saying that I'm smarter than the doctors, but I know my body better than anyone else. And you know your body better than anyone else. So here is the tip that I want to give you. There is such a thing, like if I totally bummed you out about multitasking, I have a little light for you. There's a thing called parallel tasking, and I'm not going to go super in depth because I don't want this to be like a 30 minute episode, but parallel tasking is when you take a task that is of low focus. So say listening to a TV show is background noise or listening to a podcast, you know, while doing the dishes. Those are, that's a really good pair for parallel tasking because it's something of mediocre focus and something of low focus. And it also, it helps us ADHDers make those mundane tasks a little bit um, less, you know, boring and uh, mundane. So um, I do this a lot. I actually don't do much of anything without earbuds in my ears until the little, you know, girl says like battery low and I have to like charge it. So this has really worked for me. Um, it might be something else for you. You might need a fidget. You might need, you know, something else that you're doing. Um, because sometimes when I need to listen to something that I need to pay attention to, I need to take notes. Some people need to just take it in. So they need to just do something else with their hands. So maybe you're really crafty and you like to draw and you're a really good drawer. You use that drawing and you draw something that you've drawn before while you're listening to the new thing in order to absorb the information because you're kind of tricking your brain into having that dopamine in order to process the information. Um, there's another theory that I do want to dip into that, again, I'm not going to talk fully about because, like I said, I don't like to make episodes that are longer than about 30 minutes unless I have a guest. But it's called the spoon theory, and if you haven't heard of it, it's a neurodiverse theory, and it was coined by Dr. Christina... Oh, Miss Arando. Miss Arando? I don't know. I probably butchered her last name. But it was originally developed for people with chronic pain disorder. Um, but it now covers anything from ADHD, CPTSD, depression, anxiety, autism, chronic pain, and other things. But it basically boils down to, and you can Google the spoon theory and a bunch of visuals will come up. But it's if you have a certain amount of spoons, all right, we have a certain amount of cognitive energy, <clears throat> which, which equals spoons. So it costs a certain amount of spoons to do a task each day. And then 
also, you have to take away a spoon if you didn't sleep well last night, forgot to take your meds, skipped a meal, are dehydrated, etc. And then if you're sick, take away four spoons. If you only have 12 per day, you're already down four. You're at six. And making and eating a meal costs three. I mean, I'm not good at math, but I think you only have three left. Maybe four. I mean, I'm not that great at math. But like, for me, take four spoons away means that I can't exercise. I have to go to the doctor. Okay, if I'm sick. And I have 12 spoons. Take four of those away. And I have eight left. If I want to eat, I have five left. If I want to shower, I have three left. And if I got out of bed that day, I only have two left. If I took any medication that day, I have one left. And if I had the TV on or I went on the internet, I have like negative spoons now. And that's not math. So I hope that this episode helped you understand a little bit more about why the days seem so hard when there's a lot of different task switching. And I I hope that I helped you understand why multitasking doesn't work. And hopefully you can try parallel tasking. I'm actually really proud of myself because I got this episode done in like basically one recording for you guys. So... I really hope that this info was helpful. And as always, connect with me. Let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know what results that you've been getting from listening to these um, podcast episodes. I do them for you. And I get all the dopamine in the world when somebody tells me that my podcast did something for them. So... Until next time, stay authentic, my friends. We will talk soon. Hi, friend. Are you looking for a little more support for your ADHD or something else in your life that's a big struggle? You are in luck. Head to the show notes to sign up for a free one-on-one coaching call with yours truly, me. Stay authentic, friends, and go sign up.